1: Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow you. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life
2: bigger than yourself. Welcome to Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer. We're glad you decided to join us today. Remember, you can get access to this message and a full library of teaching from Dr. Greer at gracechurchva.org. As we dive deep into the Word of God, we believe that it changes us and empowers us to think big, do big, and live big. This type of living will not only impact our lives, but will inevitably bless others. So our hope is that this broadcast inspires you to live big. Here's Dr. Greer.
1: Amen. Now, it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled. This was probably in the time of Gideon, a period of extreme social, political, and spiritual unrest, very much like our times today. And during this period, there was a famine in the land. This famine uh, could have been caused by uh, a lack of rain, maybe caterpillars, uh, locusts, or various insects. But most likely, it was probably caused by invading enemies. And typically in Israel, famines were caused by God's displeasure. How do you know that when your relationship with God is off, nothing else seems to work out quite the way it should? And it says, in this setting... A certain man of Bethlehem, Judah. Now, there's a little irony here that we don't really see because we don't speak Hebrew. But the word Bethlehem literally means house of bread. And bread to the Israelites was much like what rice is to the Chinese. So for Bethlehem, the house of bread, to be out of bread was like Idaho running out of potatoes, a little bit like Texas running out of Longhorn Steak, or maybe a baseball game without hot dogs. So this certain man lived in Israel when Israel was not really living up to its name. It wasn't living up to its, its promise. And because of this, he went to dwell in a different country, the country of Moab, he, his wife, and his two sons. I'd rather poverty with the people of God than plenty among God's enemies. But when you look at the text, it seems that, you know, they really didn't plan to stay in Moab very long. They just wanted to be there long enough till things got better in Israel. But whenever we abandon God, we go further than we want to go we stay longer than we plan to stay and we pay more than we want to pay so the camera gets in closer talked about the general family but now it starts naming the individuals in the family It's a close-up shots here the name of the man was Elimelech his name means God is king how many know we're not always worthy of the names we bear And the name of his wife was Naomi. Her name in the Hebrew literally means sweetness. This woman was a sweetheart. She left Israel with one of the sweetest dispositions you could ever imagine. But the same boiling water that softens noodles hardens an egg. In the end, it all depends on what you're made out of when you're dealing with hot water. And the names of his two sons were Mahalan and Chilion. Now, no one would want the names that these two boys have because their names literally mean sickness and consumption. So these boys were probably born sickly and they, they had a, a, a delicate constitution, if you will. And they were Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. They were born into to God's elect. They were part of the chosen people. But they went to the country of Moab and remained there. Again, they probably didn't intend to leave the covenant land for, for, for but so long. But notice, Scripture said they what? Remained there. I only planned to be at the poker table for a few hands. I know that person is not good for me, but I'll just date them until something better comes along. But now you're married. Yeah. It's amazing how these little temporary things just draw themselves out into much longer situations. Verse 3. Then Elimelech, Naomi's husband, Died. They chose to run from God's discipline. They chose easy over right. But now she faces even a greater tragedy than she was trying to leave behind. This next verse or this next clause is extremely lonely. It says, and she was left. The man who led her where she should have never gone was no longer there to support her. How many of you have ever experienced people who run up your bill, they run up the tab, but as soon as the bill comes, they are out of there. They are gone. This was Naomi's situation. And her two sons, physically weak and in the next Claws are going to see that they were also spiritually weak. Now, these boys took wives of the women of Moab. Now, kids don't listen to what you say as much as watches what you do. So the boys really followed the same pattern of their parents. And they decided that they were going to also put down roots in this strange land. Now, in Scripture, Moses, you know, forbade the Israelites from, from marrying any of the seven Canaanite tribes or, or, or nations, but there was no prohibition against the Moabites, because actually the Moabites were—they're uh, related to the Israelites through Lot, it actually through incest. But just because something's legal, doesn't mean it's wise. Just because you might be able to get away with it doesn't mean it's the best choice. We tend to become like, and this is why this type of teaching is important, the three to five top people we spend most of our time with. So we have to learn to choose wisely. And these boys decided that they would live their lives with the Moabites versus the daughter of Israel. Let's keep going. And the name of one was Oprah. Actually, this is where Oprah's name came from. Uh, People couldn't pronounce Oprah properly, so down in Mississippi, somewhere, wherever she was from, uh, they started calling her Oprah. And the name of the other was Ruth, two Moabite women. And they dwelt there not one year. It's amazing how, you know, a night turns into a day, a day, a month, a month, a year, They stayed there a decade. One bad decision can last you a decade. And they waited there again about 10 years. And then, you know, their attitude was like, Lord, I'm just going to step in this quicksand just for a moment. That's what we do. Then both Malon and Chilean, the two boys, also died. She chose to take them into a foreign land so she would have to bury them in a foreign land. The consequences of this one decision were pressed down, shaken together, and running over for Naomi. So the woman survived her two sons and her husband. She was the last person remaining in her family She was alone in a strange land, totally totally vulnerable. She had no long-term financial support. They didn't treat women right in this time. And and being a woman and being alone was was, was tragic. Again, no family to to take her in. Her husband had no brothers. We we see that later on in, in the book of Ruth. So all she could do was turn back to the covenant community, the people she came from, for help. So in verse six, then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might what? Return. Sometimes our hardships are God's anonymous invitation to come back home. All right. All right. So she returned from the country of Moab. I don't care how, how far you've gone. I don't care how long it has been. God always leaves the light on in his heart for those who want to come back to him. He's that type of God. She messed up. She even deserved much of what she got. But all of this was designed to bring her back. Meaning you didn't just show up in church today. Everything that brought you here was part of God's design. To get you back in your right mind. For she had heard in the, that in the country of Moab, she heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had visited his people by giving them bread. We serve a merciful kind and gracious God. He, he doesn't discipline us to destroy us. Again, he just disciplines us to bring us back to our senses, to get us back in our right mind, to remember our priorities and remember from whence we we have fallen. As a matter of fact, I'm not just preaching this word this morning because I looked through the Bible and said, you know what, this is a good one for this Sunday. I'm preaching this word this morning because some of you in this room have been in famine. You have been in a dry place. You you have suffered, pressed down, shaken together, running over. You've, you've lost things, and, and you've hurt, and, and you found yourself in, in a foreign land, and, and just not comfortable anymore. But I'm here to tell you this morning, I smell bread. There's something cooking in God's oven. He's up to something. And before you can taste it, I can smell it, and I sense it. And if you just pay attention to me this morning, you're about to come back to the land. Verse 7, therefore, she went out from the place where she was, and all she has left are two daughters-in-laws, and they were with her, and they went on the way to return to the land of Judah. This is really important. Some people come in your lives for a season, others for a lifetime but never mix seasonal people with lifetime expectations. That's a good word. Save you some heartbreak. Some people, God's ordained that they play a role in your history, but they will not play a role in your destiny. So you have to learn to let them go. So Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, she said, go. And this is really important what I'm about to say. Every parting doesn't have to be nasty. It doesn't have to get ugly. If people need to go, let them go. I'm learning to pack light in life because every person is not going to be able to fit into my next season. I'm not, I'm not going to put the fur, I don't wear fur, but I'm not going to put the big old leather, okay? I'm not going to put the big leather when I'm going into, to, 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 I'm going down to the Bahamas. And we are trying to pack all these people into this next season. And they're not fit. They're not God, God wanted them in your life for that season. But with the seasons we change our clothes. With the sea we we, we, we shift that we even change our hairstyle well some mine's the same, but we we we, we change. But, but here's the deal We cry, I can't take my leather with me. Your leather will give you a temperature. You will die of heat stroke in the tropics with your leather. God knows where you're going. So he said, don't take that. Leave that. That's for here. I have something else for you over there. But how many of us are crying over our leather? And God said, I love, I'm wise. Would you just trust me? Would you leave it in your closet? Would you take your new bag? Just walk on and go. Well, she said, go return each to her mother's house. In other words, she said, best wishes and caviar dreams. I love you. But I got to keep it moving. Watch this. Nothing nasty. The whole thing is just sweet. She said, the Lord deal kindly with you as you deal or dealt with the dead and, and, and with me. Again, no one raised their voice, snapping their neck. None of that. Nobody calling nobody out of their name. No one putting Vaseline on their face. None of that. None of that. And then she starts praying for them. Said, the Lord grant that you may find rest. I ain't mad at you. She said, I'm going somewhere else. Each in the house of her husband. You can love someone and wish the best for someone, even though they're not in your life anymore. So she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. They had a whole girl thing going on here. Which I don't always know what to do with. You see, when a man cries, he's trying to stop. When a woman cries, she's like, well, don't stop me till I'm done. It's a whole different dynamic. So I feel just not qualified to comment on what was happening here, but but they're lifting their voices and the makeup is running and the whole thing is going on. And someone said, God made man. And then he looked at it and said, you know what, I think I could do better. And he made a woman. <laughs> <laughs> See, y'all are on a whole different level. <laughs> so I run out of commentary on these types of things. And they said to her, surely these are girls doing the girl thing we'll return with you to your people have you ever said something because you were supposed to say it but in your heart you're like girl please don't take me up <laughs> what i just said that's going on with Oprah here but naomi you know she got that uh what do you call it, eq that, that you ladies are just really good at she read it she knew it and she said uh Turn back, my daughters. Why, why, why will you go with me? Are there still sons in my womb that, that they may be your, your, your husband? What Naomi, Naomi did is she allowed them to gracefully bow out. Sometimes letting people save face will save the relationship. You don't always have to put everybody on blast all the time. You, you, you don't always have to. You, know, you don't have to do that. Sometimes you learn more about people at the end of a relationship than you do at the beginning. Skip to verse 14. Then they lifted up their voice and wept again. Like I said, when a man cries, he's trying to stop. But they go into it a second time. A whole lady thing. And Oprah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. You've all heard it said, and you, you probably said it yourself, if, if you love somebody, let them go. And only if they return were they truly yours in the first place. You know, some people don't, don't mean you any harm, but, but, but they don't do you any good either. Sometimes you got to let them go, see what happens. And if they come back, maybe, just maybe, it's the Lord by the way, this message was so good, I bought the CD from the first service. <laughs> and I'm getting a chance to preach it again, verse 15. And she said, Look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Entreat me, allow me not to leave you. Or turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I'll go. And wherever you lodge, I'll lodge. Your people shall be my people. Your God, my God. You see, when we get to that, that last statement, we discover that ultimately this was a God connection between Ruth and Naomi. And I'm learning in my life, and it's taken me a lot of years, but I'm finally wrapping my, my head around it. Unless the Lord builds the house, they that labor, labor in vain. You're wasting your time. If the Lord's not, you are wasting your time. Unless the Lord watches over the city, they who watch, watch in vain. I'm learning if God's not in it, I don't want it. Because it's going to take so much work to maintain it. You know, and I got to keep after you, and I got to keep working. And, no, come on, come on. It's okay. No, 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 no. If, if, God, if, if God's really working in your heart, if he really brings you together, there will be a sticking to it and a sticking through it no matter what happens. And Naomi, Naomi had the confidence and the sense to test her relationship. If I tell you you can go and you go, <laughs> we probably didn't have much in in common in the first place. When she saw that she was determined to go with her, one thing to say, it's another thing to show it. She stopped speaking to her. Again, if you got to keep convincing someone to stay, they're not really with you. So I want you to imagine the rest of the journey Naomi is. uh, We're about to discover, man. She's been embittered by this whole situation, and uh, she keeps walking toward home, and Ruth is with her, but she won't talk about nothing. I mean, maybe the the text doesn't say this, and just allow me a little license here. But you know, maybe she talked about the weather. Maybe she, she 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 talked about the housewives of Atlanta. Maybe, you know, she talked about the new shoes and and the sale at Macy's. But when it came to the stuff that just happened in her life. You ever been through so much pain you can only talk about the light stuff? You, you, You don't even want anyone to touch that. Don't even look at that area like you want to talk to me about what just happened in my life. Now the two of them went until they came to Bethlehem, and it happened. When they'd come to Bethlehem, then all the city was excited because of them. Watch what the women say. All the ladies come together, and they say, is this Naomi? You see, these are the people that saw her 10 years prior, a decade earlier, when she left full of, hope and aspirations and, and dreams and she, she had youth and she was vibrant. But notice the question when she comes back. Is this Naomi? If you put that in the new UB, the new urban translation of the Bible, they said is that you girl? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Damn. Ooh, is this Naomi? But but I, I appreciate Naomi because because she, she didn't try to put on no show. No no, she got real with them. She said, "I'm not even going front." Listen listen. Yeah yeah, I walked away from God. I played the fool, and didn't work out. Don't call me sweetness anymore. Call me Mara. This literally means.
2: You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Dr. Derek Greer. We pray that you are inspired to think big, do big, and live big. Our goal is to compel you to live in a way that overflows and blesses those around you. Find out more about this broadcast, Grace Church, and Dr. Derek Greer at gracechurchva.org. Dr. Greer and his wife, Pastor Yermitu, invite you to meet them at Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia for vibrant worship, Bible teaching, and fellowship each Sunday and Wednesday click gracechurchva.org for service times, directions, and much more. Again, that's gracechurchva.org. This has been Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer. Watch the Live Big broadcast Monday through Friday and every Sunday. Check your local TV listings or visit gracechurchva.org for the broadcast schedule. That's all the time we have, but until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big.